Welcome back to a brand new episode of Two Please. I am your host Abhin, and I am your co-host Rohit. Uh, today we have a guest, a very very special guest. Uh, he's a lot more qualified than we are to yeah, talk about. Today's episode, we we'll have to be on our A game, bring our A game. Kind of. That's already a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not feeling it. Uh, we're welcoming uh, Sachin Maratha to the podcast. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you. Uh, thank you for coming. <laughs> this, is, this is a very bizarre situation as to how this unfolded. Because a bit of context would help. Yeah, so Sachin and I ran into each other through mutual friends in, in New York, and then we realized, oh, yeah, we have shared an interest in film. So, uh, and then Sachin kind of does this for. A living at this point, I would like to say. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, this, he's on. If you've probably seen him or, or, or read his pieces on on Film Companion, uh, on the Hindustan Times, which I read his piece this morning on. Uh, I apologize. You had to go through it. <laughs> no, it's fine. It was quite well written. Yeah. I also went through it. <laughs> Not as prep, prep. I just wanted to know. Yeah, your perspective on. on yeah. the if, I, if I forget what I've said, you guys can just. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we've covered with bullet points. You've not seen like all these notes. No, there's there are no notebooks. We're just kidding. Hide the whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> what whiteboard? <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, Sachin, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, yeah, no, uh, I am a film journalist. So my understanding of what I do is I watch a lot of stuff and I write about it and I interview the people who made it slash are in it. So I freelance, I, I review mainly Hindi streaming shows for Film Companion, write for a few other publications. And it's basically movies, shows, whatever, all the stuff that we watch on any given week, which is too much that more than anyone can count, basically. Who's the most interesting person you? Got to. You guys. That was, that was, yes, that was, of course, uh, it's us guys. Yes, 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 sure. uh, that is an interesting question. When people ask me, I don't have an like. I should probably have an answer for that. Uh, you're saying most interesting person. I mean, you're most famous person. Uh, I wouldn't say who did you find most interesting. Who? Who? I mean, the chat with which person was something mm, you walked so, with something. I had a great time. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, normally it's it's uh, the filmmakers are always much more interesting to talk to. You're always looking for people who are human beings. You know, anyone once they get very famous, it's very like right. textbooky answers. It's very yeah. like you know packaged. And it's just, exactly. So you're just looking for people. You know, for human beings. Uh, I brief. Uh, we did a, a reunion for Go Go Agon, which nice. is like such a fun Bollywood. Oh, movie. nice, we nice. Movie. We love yeah. this. We're big yeah. fans on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I hosted a five-year reunion of it in 2020, 2020, 2020 yeah, during yeah. the pandemic. So we had the whole cast on and stuff, and just like you know, revisiting the film. And as part of that, I, I did a, and that was an insanely fun chat. And I had a separate interview with Seth for that, and he's one of those few people who I think even now he's very like, human. And to the human to the point where like, I think he has to hold himself back. He's still <laughs> at this stage of, of stardom, whatever the fact that, you know, he's still just willing to like call a spade a spade kind of thing is very, very cool. So that one comes to mind. And when I go home tonight, I'll think of better answers. To <laughs> nice question. Nice to hear. Yeah. But what are we talking about today? Ah, so uh, this has been a crazy weekend. So uh, second only to, not second, I'd say it, like the Queen did end up passing away this. <laughs> Which is the second biggest news story right now. Exactly, yeah, right? Yeah. If, especially if you live in the <laughs> continent <laughs> okay like the like the monarchy that we've that we've known all our lives is gone uh but brahmastra is in theaters so which is why we're discussing brahmastra and the curious case of indian superheroes as to why indian superheroes are the way they are why they are received and perceived the way that they are and 
Rohit has a some thesis that he's going to like come in at some point. I'm going to assault you guys. With yeah. So we're, we're trying anthropological keep... approach to why. Those <laughs> are the most interesting set of words ever said in a sentence. Can't come away. Yeah, yeah. There's already two high five for this podcast. <laughs> also, I just realized both of you are wearing a Batman T-shirt. I feel like I don't oh, get nice. the memo. Yeah. So you're not wearing a Batman. I'm not. T-shirt. Yeah. Fair I'm wearing like this is faded. If anyone sees me wearing this, like my family, they will throw me out of the house. Uh, but. Uh, Yeah, so that's kind of the basis of our episode today. We're trying to keep it a lot more conversational as opposed to our usual structure of, okay, you come with three, you come with three, and we'll like uh, go back and forth on it. So with that being said, let's start the show. I am big. It's the pictures that got small. We're back. Uh, so, uh, Brahmastra drops in theaters this weekend. Yes. Which is uh, I forgot what date is it? Ninth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The ninth of the ninth of September. And to my knowledge, it's running to packed houses because I watched this movie in a in a packed house. Same. Um, Sujin has seen it twice. Yes. Both times it was packed. Packed. Yeah. So the weekend shows. Yeah. Rohit is the, the anomaly in this. He has not seen it at all. Yes. Uh, so, I, I don't think in fact, he, I saw the trailer today in <laughs> preparation for the episode. I don't think he particularly so, cares about the film. So, I, I, oh yeah, I wouldn't say I don't. Uh, I've just been lazy. Yeah. So, but the thing is, we're going to we're going to be. This is going to be a slightly spoilerific take on it. Yeah. So, if you haven't seen Brahmastra, you should probably go watch it. If you're not interested in watching it, okay, we we can't like force you. Or if you're okay with spoilers, you can yeah. Say. Or generally, like if if spoilers are something that don't really phase you, then you're. I feel like we should ask, like, do they phase you? Because you haven't seen no. them. So, no. So, no, no, uh, no. Abhin knows I have this uh, really shitty habit because this comes from the fact that both Abhin and I we became friends through quizzing, right? Yeah. So, and 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 in quiz, uh, you need you have the need to know things. So there are a lot of movies that I haven't necessarily watched. Yeah. But I've read about them because they're. You know, famous or whatever, and they're significant in terms of quizzing. And I've read about them; they've been spoiled for me. And I have this itch. If I've seen half of a movie and I and I pause it or whatever, then I'm like, okay, I can't stop myself from reading, even if I end end up spoiled. I'm I'm weird. Must be a tough person to sit next to an interviewer. Got it? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, we we call it the Fight Club situation, right? Because by the time we watched Fight Club, we knew everything about that movie. Yeah. And Fight Club, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah. It, it had come in so many quizzes. Like you know, okay, purely by by being exposed to it over say numerous questions, you know, okay, this is what's going to. Or also, it happens in certain films. The twist becomes the film's legacy. So the two ones exactly. is uh, what's the one where Bruce Willis is a ghost? Six sense. Six sense. And there's this Gupt as well, which is a casual film where everyone just knows Gupt. Yes. Casual is a killer. So it's just. They're just known for that one fact. Like, yeah. Okay. Those were two movies that were both. We did an episode on favorite plot twists. <laughs> both those both movies were on that list. <laughs> so uh, Seven is another that we like to talk about. But Gupt, Gupt is like for uh, for a lot of us the first real twist we ever saw in our lives. Yeah, right? that was in my innocence a shatter. Yeah, like especially given who the killer is at yeah. the end. So um, yeah. But yeah, I'm okay with spoilers. So please spoil okay. it. So we've done. We have two varying perspectives on this film. Uh, um, so, Chin here, I've seen the film twice. Yes. 
Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Then I'll come in with mine. Uh, so I saw, I mean, the fact that I saw it twice, <laughs> I saw it twice out of choice. Uh, no, I am a big fan of this film. I say that with uh, reservations of the fact that, yeah, there's a lot in it that is, you know, very, which just doesn't work. But uh, the best way I can describe it is I loved the good things about this film a lot more than I was put off by the things that, okay. that you know, fundamentally just didn't work. And overall, to me, it really was a triumph in what it was trying to set out to do. Be the big fantasy superhero spectacle, but very sort of rooted in, in, in India. And, you know, visually, that big escapist spectacle, theatrical mm. experience, I thought they, they really landed it. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, so I, I, I am a fan of the film. Uh, but I'm, it's one of those where, like, but I'm also very aware of a lot of it doesn't work. And, yeah, so you have a quite clear distinction. But I'm all, sign me up for the sequel, best way I can put it. So, yeah, that's... I am interested like the movie had me interested enough to uh, like come up, come back around for the sequel yeah which I think is what it aims to do this is very clearly a setup movie yeah uh, my problems with this film have nothing to do with the VFX or with you know how expensive it looks and whatnot uh, it all really comes down to story choices because yeah. there is a very forced storyline that they put into this movie which I've been reading Reddit threads. It could mean more by the uh, by the second film because we don't know. We don't have information on it. But there is very clearly a superhero film that's in here. Yeah. But there's also a very standard Bollywood romance film. I mean, that's yeah. the Bollywood tax, right? You, you, you know, you which are, is going to have a love story. Then you and the I'm, film will have to carry it. And I'm fine for having uh, for superhero films having love stories in them. It's fine. Like if you if you look at Deadpool, the first Deadpool, <laughs> as meta <laughs> as it is, yeah. it's a love story. Yeah, yeah. like it's it's. It, I don't expect Brahmaster to be Deadpool. Far from it. Like because this is one of those films that is looking to shape the superhero genre in India one of those yes. few films that is yes. because it's got we're at this point now where movies are expensive but the VFX is catching up because and let's be honest most of the VFX studios that do VFX for, for Marvels and your DCs sit here yeah uh, there's a tragic tale of Rhythm and Hughes which was the, the studio that did uh, the VFX for Life of Pi yeah. and then they went out of business a week later after, just after having received their Oscar for uh, Best Visual Effects it's a very difficult industry very, it's yeah. a very cutthroat industry and there have been several articles on what how Marvel treats their VFX teams and the, that's, a, that's an episode also ironic because the Brahmastra VFX house the main one that gets talked about is actually in London oh okay and is one that's worked a lot of major nice. so I'm sure you know that maybe there, there were people in, in, in India as well but yeah the way, main one they keep sort of referring to is, is a foreign one but yeah. but no like you were saying it's, it's a crazy industry yeah so but so the VFX aside so the, the one thing I will give this film is that the VFX for this movie is good. Uh, the last time I sat in a movie where you could have, you could say that they'd spent some money on VFX was Rawan. Yeah, 100%. And Ra- so this is not like Bahubali good, right? Because I was, I remember when Bahubali came out, people were like, the VFX is good. It was ass. No, no, it's fine. So for, for part one, I agree with you. It was very functional VFX. Uh, for that, it was the imagination that really sold it. No, I, I don't. I don't think this is this is, like genuinely, this is, good. This is genuinely good okay. VFX. It's also interesting because uh, it, it's it's great VFX. I I think of maybe one shot in the film where I, I thought there was any, any issue with. And uh, something made this point recently that made me think of it a lot. 
it felt like the VFX was integrated to the to the film when it was being filmed, not something that was thrown on. You know, oh, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't slapped on. Yeah, time. people were seemed to be aware. The scenes were planned right, in a certain right, way. So that right. there's an, that's a, one of the biggest things we miss mm-hmm. in Hindi cinema. It's not just about, it's the honesty in VFX. It's the planning. It's I would the say that's something that's still an issue in a lot of Hollywood movies. Yeah. So. Yeah, like so you could tell that that's a big step forward. There's a structure in place, but a lot of this film's problems come with its story choices and on the editing table, which I felt at times when I was watching this film, and especially during the second half, because this movie borrows liberally from like other franchises. Yeah. You can literally pinpoint the fantasies, fantasy yeah. element, which is fine. I, I, I'm totally fine with it. There's a whole. Elrond Rivendell-esque sequence uh, the Arwen Rivendell-esque sequence just before the interval as uh, Alia Bhatt and Ranbir Kapoor are being chased by an assassin and they come to the gates of uh, this ashram that they're supposed to go to and like something happens and that's that's kind of and I was like okay I see it and then I mean Harry Potter is probably the biggest one Harry Potter is definitely the biggest love love conquers no because he no uh, uh, that is actually one part of it but he's the boy who lived so uh, Shiva is the boy who lived there is the baby crying in a crib seen as his parents are killed before his mother's killed oh, before him okay, so, that's so the, yeah it is like it, it, obviously the body borrows from a lot of fantasy characters. I feel like we haven't really given a summary as to what this movie is about <laughs> so it's basically Harry Potter meets Elrond what about <laughs> <laughs> so okay so to briefly summarize this film there are a set of individuals who uh, have certain weapons that channel the power of gods known as the Astras yes, yes. basically it's a world where uh, yeah basically there are a bunch of protectors of these mystical powers called Astras which are all weapons mm-hmm. and there's a secret society called the Pramanch yes who over thousands of years are just mm-hmm. protecting these weapons passed on generation to generation and they're very powerful and now evil forces are here to try and get the most the big daddy of the Astras which is the Pramastra exactly and yeah mm-hmm. and you have a protagonist called Shiva who the DJ and, He's a I DJ. Saw the trailer and it said DJ. I'm like, there is no DJ who's calling him shit. So this, this reminded me of like this movie within Entourage where Vincent Chase plays a dude <laughs> with superpowers, but he's a DJ. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. There's this is like this just reminds me of Entourage, but that's just me. So I'm sitting in movie theater being like. We could have avoided this rather elaborate dance sequence that's in, in here, but that's, again, maybe people are loving it, the audience were hooting. So he's DJ Shiva, who's also... Is he the Brahmastra or his... He's, so, he's the... So basically, uh, Astras are, uh, are like objects of great power. Objects, okay. great, so objects that give you great power, okay. um, but he is... His version of being the chosen one is he's a human Astra. He himself oh, okay. is yeah. an Astra. Thought, you know. So in the... Okay, again, Harry Potter parallel there. Kind, yeah, quite kind of. So yeah. th- there's that. And... Um, so I love how this movie opens so there is a there is so I watched it and in my head I'm like okay I'm not going to compare this to the comedian from The Watchmen it was that scene yeah. right so it, the, the way that whole uh, we can just say the star's yeah. name right yeah, yeah. so oh. there's a whole Shah Rukh Khan cameo it opens the first 15 minutes of the film it's that is how you start a film I think he it's such a it's so well done not just in terms of how it's executed but like it's he's so perfectly used mm-hmm. as a great cameo to set up this world mm-hmm. but also he has such a fun time with the role in like 15 it, minutes it's apparent yes. yeah and yeah. obviously he, he gets killed because he's one of the guardians of the Astras who you know uh, and and yeah, so they kill him. They kill him in a very watchman esque. Yeah, yeah, they do. Like basically, it's like they say he's committed suicide. Which oh, okay. Kind of does, but anyway, it's still like that whole sequence with him in his little uh, penthouse in the night, and then he's attacked by assassins. Well, like a Russian suicide. Yeah, kind of, more or less. But Quick disclaimer, not disclaimer, just a good point. A lot of people fall in this film. Like you could actually have a drinking game of. 
I could count about nine times in this film that people fall off the edge of things. Oh. Penthouses, mostly cliffs. There's a lot of cliffs. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know how that's relevant, but it's important. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I think yeah. Now that you've pointed that out, it's like this is so very there's a lot of cliff diving. <laughs> general death of people. Just, people keep falling from places. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the thing with the opening fifteen minutes is because Shah Rukh Khan has this insane magnetism to him. You just you're in love with his character. Also, it helps that his character is called Mohan Bhagav because you're just <laughs> when he said na 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 na, they call him scientist. I'm like, okay, well, Sharik's a scientist again. Cool. And then he's like, also, they, is he from NASA again? No, I don't know. They don't go to talk about it. Probably. Yeah, probably. You have to wonder how this Vadesh guy became yeah. a guardian of a secret. You know what's yeah. all. Yeah. So uh, and then it says Mohan Bhagav in the you know like in the news in the in the breaking news slider. And you know, the, I was the personification of the DiCaprio meme from Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Points he goes, <laughs> uh, and later on I realized that Ayan Mukherjee was AD on so this, which oh. is why um, he said. Like, I think he said it's one of the films that changed yeah, his life. Or yeah, something. Yeah, like yeah. He, he said, there's a picture he put up of him and Shah Rukh on on Kank, which he was also an AD on. Uh, so and he says that I could not have done this without you and. If you looked at public reactions as well, everyone talks about Shah Rukh Khan. Not just because he's the star; he's not Shah Rukh Khan because he's in the movie and he's. And by the time he's gone, you're like, oh no, I want more of that. Yeah, I wanted more of that. I, I want to see. I want to see a movie or a prequel with him, 100%. front and center. And it's also just so refreshing because anyone who's a diehard Shah Rukh fan is obviously. struggling a bit right now because you know we haven't seen a shark from me love in so long mm-hmm. and i just loved how he was used in this and yeah. yeah and it was just it was such a great cameo it was the right length it it, it really but that entire sequence like i i i it's i think the first 20 minutes are among the strongest in this film but it perfectly sets up everything that's good about it i love the way it's shot you feel like you're in a comic book the stakes you get everything the the action is so well executed with the vfx and then you also get a sense of where things go to shit because mm-hmm. people start talking to each other <laughs> yeah. and you get a sense of dialogue and character you're like okay so that clearly that focus was all given on the visuals and less uh, on the people yeah, which is 80% of alias there was just shiva and variations of shiva kind of so alia plays the so before we get into alia so this movie does the very simple thing joseph campbell's the hero's journey mm-hmm. follows it to a T yeah which is fine i'm, I'm fine, fine. yeah like i want to see uh, the hero's journey done well in a bollywood film and you get the whole okay. especially if you are the first of your kind movie trying to establish the superhero concept in india stick to the formula it's fine exactly it yeah. formula is fine but then what happens what ends up happening is uh the director or the writer i don't know so what this film right is faced with a dilemma because there are very heavy sanskrit hindi lines in this film like extreme like shuddh hindi sanskrit yeah. type of lines and then i think halfway through is like okay people might not be understanding what is being said mm-hmm. on screen so he will try and throw like a bit of exposition in which is extremely basic but it's very jarring so um for me it wasn't a sanskrit so you're right that because basically uh, amitabh who plays one of the guardians of the astras he keeps explaining through the film in the beginning the voice over in the beginning mm-hmm. explaining this world what the astras are who the guardians are great makes sense set up your world uh but apart from sanskrit part the they keep like he you know you mentioned there's a lot of exposition and it it comes to a point of insecurity where literally it, it literally felt like from, people are yeah they, they they're just so worried that people aren't going to get it uh i and i mean i appreciate the fact that they've really built a very interesting world but this the level of insecurity is like i i hope you get it do you do you, do you yeah, get yeah. it you know in fact i'm going to say maybe this is a marketing decision 
I'm not quite the, sure because maybe the original edit didn't have it, and we've seen time and again marketing does this, right? Hey, is this movie broad based enough? Is everyone going to understand but it? But it's accessible to the point where you f- it's treating you like an idiot. Exactly. It's, so and you don't want and the it's Indian audience, of the audience. So I understand that like, the Indian audience is varied, right? So yeah. and I go back to. Uh, an example of a film I watched in 2013, I'd like to say, which is Doom 3. Yeah. Movie I distinctly disliked. Yeah. I you and not, a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Doom 2, I had a lot of fun with. I still have a lot of fun yeah. with it. Some parts of it may have not aged well. Uh, has come back into the limelight after the Queen's Queen pass. Death. <laughs> <laughs> death. <laughs> I like how we need to take to make yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, I remember having a conversation with... Um, Within, uh, with one of the elevator operators and it was in the Inox I discovered the movie and I was very annoyed with how it ended and he said sir have you seen Doom 3 and I said yeah I just came back from it it's like wasn't it great sir wasn't like comic and then I realized that this movie isn't technically made for me like it's made for people who want to see like who want to escape it's like it's, it's the purest form of escapism for so much of the country where like they watch their stars go you're uh, right but I think the point you're making is 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 this movie uh, catering to sensibilities what he's saying is it's almost insulting intelligence for sure by the extent to which they're trying to explain things it's just it's really uh, I I, I completely take your point about you know Mm -hmm. you know trying to uh, appeal to sort of Mm -hmm. that audience this is very difficult to, to to, to balance uh, strike this balance but I also think that's bullshit because I there is if you there are so many examples we have of people who really are trying to appeal to everyone and you don't it, it, you don't feel like you're being spoken to like an idiot like I think of Raju Hirani's films mm-hmm. I, get, I mean Bahubali is such a big um, comparison point for Brahmastra obviously inspired this film mm-hmm. and you know Bahubali is the massive film it really is it's so accessible mm-hmm. it really keeps has all the basic masala storytelling tropes and I never felt like an idiot you know you weren't being talked down to exactly and, and Brahmastra it comes from a place of just pure insecurity of you know just continually telling us retelling mm-hmm. us and that's it, it felt so like accessible to the point where like just trust your audience a bit more mm-hmm. you know like you've, you've set up the world now just go with it like mm-hmm. see they explain what the Brahmastra looks like they say everything and then there's there's a sequence or there's like a, a, a scene in the film where Ranbir Kapoor and Alia Bhatt are having a conversation with Nagarjun Nagarjun's mm-hmm. character and then Ranbir is describing the Brahmastra to him and he says uh, it's like a pizza and he draws it like on he draws it on on the car and at this point because Nagarjun is, go, is again waxing lyrical about the Brahmastra and like Shud Hindi and all that jazz and then suddenly in comes this guy saying oh it's like a pizza and it, it kind of takes you out of the, of the scene because you're just like uh, okay I didn't really need to see that because like Ranbir's character is supposed to be this very average guy right like DJ you know he's oh, not man. like well off or whatever and so I think from what you're saying it's that was clearly the that was the intention right mm-hmm. let's have a really simple guy so you have to you can connect has, easily with and he, he has everything has to be explained in a way that he understands it but honestly I'm, you could do this I genuinely think you can do an exercise with the script and, and a highlighter if you take Ranbir's lines specifically and highlight specifically especially in the second half every time he says something that's at the audience mm-hmm. it's most of it mm-hmm. yeah. and that's one of the issues I had like Shiva's character it works because it's a hero's journey it works because however he's very two dimensional he's very dull there's, not, I, there's nothing mm-hmm. to him 
but it works because his hands create fire and you're like cool you know mm-hmm. I'm, i'm in this but i mean if you knew if imagine being in the movie right the character will be like, why the fuck are you repeating everything i'm saying like, yeah it's kind of they tried to do that this one <laughs> wink moment in the second half where everyone's talking exposition to each other and one of the uh, supporting characters who's one of uh, amitabh's disciples uh, says wait what's going on i'm confused and that support that's supposed to be like uh, the audience saying like i know you guys might be but i was like okay that's cool and cheeky and fun self aware yeah at least yeah. Yeah. but also like you know stop throwing a textbook yeah. textbook at me try and infuse it in character or if if i haven't understood it by the second half maybe I, you know like yeah. trust us or you don't have to be so insecure as well yeah so i'm just a minus like we just came to my mind on this point uh, have you watched uh, the movie what's the movie? wind river that taylor sheridan i think taylor sheridan directed the movie that's the one with um, who's called uh, elizabeth all yeah, oh, also and jelmira yeah yeah and jelmira yeah, yeah. first half an hour of the movie is a masterclass in exposition without saying anything hmm. it's just visual exposition just came to my mind i thought like in case yeah. viewers or sorry listeners in case you haven't checked out i'd highly recommend wind river just for the first half an hour if nothing else mm-hmm. masterclass in exposition Also, just great movie. Yeah, yeah also it's very nice. Movie. Taylor Sheridan is also Hello High Water. Hello yeah, High yeah, Water. Another great movie. Another yeah. really good. Movie. Latest movie, Angelina Jolie. Not a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, coming back. Yeah, coming back to this though. So this, uh, so the premise is there is a DJ Shiva who starts seeing visions of like certain events. So when Shah Rukh Khan ends up. um uh, and generally when you think of dj seeing visions there's yeah yeah there's a very yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and especially during durga puja which is like <laughs> or, i don't know anyway so um, but he he starts having visions of people's deaths uh, moni roy who i think is fucking phenomenal in this movie i think she yeah. they, she like they it, it it was great casting I, yeah. i never like all of us were sort of skeptical to put it nicely but i think she nailed it and they really got that presence right and it was it was solid i was afraid that she would cuz given like her costume and the shade of her powers it would be like a wonder vision knockoff but it's not okay she's a uh, black spectre yeah, black kind of but it's but she's very good and i'd say she's probably my my favorite part of the film because there's that she has that menacing uh, aura around her Okay, let's talk about yeah, it let's talk about ranbir huh? let me guess is he flat in the movie like it's not i, I I feel like he's it's like he woke up in wake up sir and it's still the same character. I feel off late he's stopped putting effort into like yeah I'll just and I don't I'll just know if that's if I'll that's just go through the motions but he's not bringing more of himself to the character. I don't know if that's a direction thing or as that's an acting choice. So I I have a lot of thoughts on this sometimes structure them. So Ranbir it's interesting. So uh one of the, in terms of the issue yeah number one the fact that you know shiva is such a threadbare character there's nothing to him he's mm-hmm. just the guy who's in all these situations i think it's because ranbir uh, who i think is one of the best actors amongst the bollywood stars yeah. um and i think he's just insanely cinematic like you know it's really, it's such a weird thing where he's in a scene and it's just not working but but just the ranbir on screen is also so magical so it's a weird clash but i think it's because there is no character to shiva and that was the issue i had but every time we've seen ranbir be pure magic on screen it's because he's really inhabiting a character mm-hmm. here he just has to be a person and also ranbir has always failed and he, he talks about it as well uh, he can't do the bollywood hero thing which is pure mm-hmm. charisma i just have to you know be be cool be charismatic mm-hmm. be charming uh, beat up the bad guys he needs you know he needs storytelling to really dive into to elevate it and here because his whole thing is he she's never looked better he has to dance great and he's a great dancer mm-hmm. uh, and there's the action element which i particularly struggle with him so i think that's what it was where um it's just really tough I'm saying he's not convincing in action 
yeah, that's. Uh, I think. Sorry. So what I was just saying is, I, I think it's very jarring for us to see actors like Ranbir and Alia have a, such weak lines. It's just insane. Yeah. Um, but Shiva still gets away with it overall because again I'm discovering my powers and in this epic battle you know mm-hmm. uh, that's why uh, Alia is a lot more jarring which we'll come to as for the action thing so I watched it twice the first time I really felt this second time I, I was slightly kind to do it in my head but you know just doing that when you're doing those action scenes especially and you haven't seen this one but you can easily imagine it you know you can imagine him discovering his powers mm-hmm. fighting his first bad guy the first henchman and the end you know there's that it's that whole Dragon Ball Z concept mm-hmm. right you, it's the louder you shout mm-hmm. It comes from a moment of emotion, everything's lost, and then you just like the last save the day moment. And all of that comes from pure conviction and emotion. Mm -hmm. And I did, at no point can I fault him in the action scenes, but I did find an issue. I didn't find it to be the most convincing. I started thinking of scenes of other Bollywood actors. Think of like bad masala films. But when it comes to like that final showdown, you're convinced so I, I Ranveer comes cognitively you don't see Ranveer in those situations exactly so mm-hmm. I, I thought of Shah Rukh, I thought of Ranveer I thought of other actors where when they're just fighting people and it's just the end of the day it's pure emotion mm-hmm. and they convince you mm-hmm. and it's like I believe this person is fighting for something mm-hmm. where Ranveer was I can't say going through the motions because I, I felt like he was putting everything into it I just didn't feel fully convinced mm-hmm. when he's wielding a fire sword when he's fighting for the love of his life which is another issue but to me he just didn't come across as the entirely convincing action mm. does that come come from the fact that his body of work for so long has yeah. been a specific type he's not been the act, he's never been the action hero he's never he's I, rarely larger than life yeah, I so think for him it's I mean you can't blame we can't be blamed to struggle to put him in that larger than but life I also sort disagree. of situation I mean, you're right obviously how you perceive someone is an issue but also if they're good they're good I don't know how else to put it right so mm-hmm. I can think of many actors who have never been in an action scenario like I've never seen Siddhant Chaturvedi in an action scenario but tomorrow if he kicks ass and he's convincing we'll be like great please mm-hmm. keep more ass but uh, so yeah for me it was just some I wouldn't call it jarring because it's one of the least of the problems of this film but I just never I've just seen a lot of other actors completely convince me even mm-hmm. if I'm not in a film even there are Akshay Kumar films and stuff where I might not be in the film exactly. but that final face off yeah. where he's fighting for his wife or saving the city or whatever that I'm with you mm-hmm. and here I was never completely with like that. the energy isn't there is, yeah. what, is what I what the I'd VFX say. was in that bit specifically you know the final fight mm-hmm. the VFX the amazing supporting cast there's like a whole Indian X-Men thing going on there does a lot of the heavy lifting mm-hmm. yeah I think like when you see the, the climax of this film you're like ah I see the money that's been spent in this yeah. movie yeah. because the VFX that final shot I was like Nice. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was sat there and I said, okay, so a big chunk of the VFX budget is gone here. The rest has been sparingly used. Mm-hmm. But And that's my thing with VFX. Yeah. Right? You, you don't need to blow your load on VFX yeah. to tell a good story. Uh, some of the best superior films, even the ones that use VFX sparingly yeah. uh, and end up using practical effects. Like, let's go back to our 93 Jurassic Park, the early inception of CGI. Yeah. Logan. No? Logan. It, it, the movie the barely movie. had any yeah. VFX. Yeah, VFX. One of the best superhero movies. Yeah, because, to, to uh, but then Logan also has like the setup. Okay, there's of, a lot of, yeah, of fair things. Enough, fair enough. So I'm talking about Jurassic Park where you go, the wide go shots. You go, and you don't know. Yeah, yeah. The wide shots, you go CG, the yeah. close-ups, you go practical. It's also, yeah, I, to your point, it's, again, it really has come comes down to how people use VFX so mm-hmm. I think it's another big issue with how VFX is used in Hindi cinema yes there is a budget issue yes I'm sure logistically they don't give it the time etc but it's also just a film like a sensibility thing filmmakers knowing how to use it the fact mm-hmm. that 
you know, we, we have some truly terrible VFX scenes and it's just a filmmaker sitting down on his team saying, yeah, looks great. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's just having the knowledge of knowing how to use it, when it can be used effectively, regardless of your budget. Mm-hmm. And there are other films where they have loads of budget and it's a mess. So yeah, exactly. It really is, comes down to the storytelling. Of like it's even the atmosphere around the film and we've spoken about this on the pod previously. 2018's Tumbad, which is not oh, a lot, yeah. which is not a lot, has not a lot of money, independent yeah. studio. That movie oozes atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. It is so damn good. Yeah. And even that has a fair few VFX shots. I, I have to say the VFX of Hustard when I saw it. Exactly. Right. I was like, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Like Hustard. I watched the movie again after that episode, yeah. by the way. Yeah. I went back and I watched I just I introduced I've introduced that to so many Tumbad yeah. because I didn't watch it in theaters. I just left uh, Bangalore at the time. So I caught it last year. Yeah. I was blown away by it. Yeah. Tumbad obviously was a very troubled production, and that is actually one where a, a lot of it was done by the editor mm-hmm. in terms of you know speaking the film together and that's one of the ones where for a lot of the shoot they didn't actually have the, have the so when you're shooting with VFX mm-hmm. certain things you have to change in terms right. of the way you're shooting keep, keeping in mind markers and things and a lot of that was shot without those markers no. so they actually it was a lot of like save it and edit mm-hmm. try and bring it in mm-hmm. but nice. despite that it was done yeah, still I, I don't for a second believe like it, that could have happened yeah, I think that film. comes like he was mentioned to, it comes down to the quality of the director's judgement exactly. exactly or just knowing apart from what you bring to it knowing that this works this mm. makes sense this isn't cringy this isn't difficult like that is again a big problem with what I had with this movie is the editing because there would be parts of the film where is I don't know if it's the if it's your background music or generally the score for this film the score is a big big yeah. problem for me because it tries to manipulate you into feeling like a certain way mm. and then it varies between like this weird dubstep thing during his DJ phase and then uh, there's it's like someone put a midi track over some of the scenes and it really takes it took me out of it because the whole uh, the the ashram sequence where they introduced them to the other uh, what do you call the, to the to the Brahmanch, right yeah and when you first meet uh, Amitabh Bachchan's disciples yeah it's just like pops up randomly yeah. like he wakes up he walks down into Rivendell uh, uh, in Himachal Pradesh mm. and then there's a boat there and then there are just five people who randomly pop up and they're like oh yeah introductions tat 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 and you never spend time enough with these characters and suddenly in a two and a half hour two hour forty minute film suddenly uh, they're they're the core focus of the climax because they're they play integral parts in it but barring one character because the character is very cute and has yeah. like a moment the rest you don't really they, you could just swap them for anybody those else. are the ones you want to spend more time with uh, yeah. so it is interesting uh, so firstly with the score I have to say it really worked for me mm-hmm. uh, what, what worked for me was the big dramatic action scores you know I really felt like because uh, for me this film when it worked those you know few moments where you have the pre-interval moment you have Shahrukh gets his moment Nagarjuna gets his moment the big climax where it's pure it's you know mixing massive action with thundering beat, uh, you know the, the score mm-hmm. I thought they worked really well so the action stuff the score really elevated for me there are other issues with you know for example that I'm pretty sure Isha and Shiva's score mm-hmm. is very interstellar-esque yes like, yeah, that's, so that's, for sure yes that in itself makes you like what's mm-hmm. going Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I really feel for the action parts. The editing is interesting. Uh, not the editing, but the second half. So mm-hmm. post interval, you're at the ashram. So it's um, Guruji Amitabh, who is basically Xavier. He runs uh, a house for gifted kids where the, the, the disciples of the Brahmanj, all of them have their own little powers and stuff. Uh, I love those characters. I think they make the film and I think I'd love to spend more time with all of the kids. They turn up for the final battle. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes it so wonderful. You have all these kids against the bad guys, with the various powers. There's something very interesting about this entire second half um, ashram sequence. 
um, a lot of it is a question mark um, when you think of it in hindsight uh, in terms of some of it like basically you get like reshoot vibes from somewhere you get mm-hmm. like was this yes. plan Dimple Kabadia is in this movie for about 120 seconds like she's okay. there and she's gone which is obviously ridiculous Chris Nolan gave her more importance which is insane yeah. but the point is even that like you know did she have an arc did these kids have more of an arc so yeah. then suddenly you're like release the I am cut you know you're like <laughs> what what was this film you basically in that portion specifically you get a sense that this was something different or it was shot to be something different then there was a change you you notice aging and Ranbir the hair mm-hmm. is different mm-hmm. so not jarringly so but basically that clearly is the sequence where you can feel a lot of discussion went down or there was delays or there were reshoots or maybe they changed the direction at some point but yeah that very was, clunky like especially yeah. where so there is uh, Ranbir wants his character wants to know Shiva wants to know about the story of his parents and as Amitabh was explaining it to him and taking him through his Yoda uh, training sequence there, there are parts where Mr. Bachchan is doing something very different like there's a part where he snaps his finger and goes ha yeah. and it seemed so out of character for everything he'd done up to that point interesting and I was just like okay that that seems a little odd and then it's it's that one moment then it, then it, it goes back to being mm. the, the great soothsayer that, that he you know the, the overarching figure that he is uh, I have to say he's one of my favorite things about this one you know how you said Shah Rukh is for you 100% yeah, for sure yeah. for me what Amitabh does for this film like for everything that you can't stand Ranbir doing which is the exposition like when Amitabh does it it sounds like poetry like mm-hmm. you know he, I mean he has that effect that if I read if, you, if he reads his laundry list it sounds yeah, amazing exactly, but, yeah. but no even like when he's doing the opening voiceover it, for me it never felt jarring he introduces us to this world and and he is Xavier, right? So he is the telling the audience, telling Shiva, mm. explaining everything. Here are your parents, and it felt his character is exposition. Yet it was for me, it worked so effectively. It feels natural because exactly. that's and the I'm, nature of the character. And suddenly, I just felt like saying, you know, why can't you let him do the, mm. you know, let Shiva be a exactly. character? Exactly. Why can't why can't you let him? Because it really maybe worked. In that process, you end up giving Shiva more depth. Exactly, and and also it really for me added because the over my overall takeaway from this film, which which I'm, I'm a fan of and I'm rooting for, is this world really worked for me. Mm. There are so many issues with the micro, the characters, and the dialogue. Mm. You know, I really can't defend that stuff, but overall, the world worked. And a big part of that for me was Amitabh. He just made it so credible and convincing mm. and you know I want to spend more time with those kids I want to watch you know yeah, exactly yeah. you want so there are so there are parts of the world that is very fascinating to me because I was as I was watching this movie and every time we cut to the Ranbir Ali love story which I believe like I said I've said earlier in the episode has a role to play in this three arc film that yeah. he's planned because there is no other reason as to why it is so front and center of this film which is interesting that, because the whole but should yeah. it, here's my question with, with that stuff because uh, I even I I think that a lot of stuff that we have an issue with where I feel like the makers would be listening to everyone's issues with this film and say wait for it you know just wait mm. with me but is that okay is it okay to have a setup that's so clunky I'm not talking about the entire film I'm talking mm. about the specific plot points mm. why should I have to wait for the payoff for that to make sense exactly. you know if, if a love story doesn't work mm. you know I mean that's and then they actually have a scene which I noticed in the second time which I really liked where it's basically the just before the final fight all of the uh, every all the kids uh, are asking Amitabh wait there's so many unanswered questions who is Moni Roy's character where did she come from mm-hmm. who she was thinking and he's like yeah you're right you know these are unanswered questions but let's face the situation mm-hmm. and that's a film telling us wait for part two mm-hmm. and I get that but this other stuff if something is just left mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know uh, it basically if they told if the makers told me you wait for it we have massive plans for Isha that does not forgive yeah. that you made Alia Bhatt it's not worth waiting for what they put out is not worth she's waiting. way for thin you know she's like, she is the damsel this, it was insulting and just mm-hmm. this is after the year that she has had right. she is now basically right. shouting Shiva like yeah. she's the window dressing she shows up she, there's a sequence where she's hurt and then suddenly she's like yeah, I'm all good that, no, don't worry and then again she's back in the ashram what was the thing you had written in your review she's called the button or something so basically uh, the, okay one of the one of the best parts of this film <laughs> is when she's sent away right so he's basically <laughs> I, I mean it, it's it's completely not a coincidence so he's come to the ashram and uh, Guruji's giving him the whole let me teach you about this world right. in your past and just for whatever reason she's sent away for this point maybe she had to shoot something else mm-hmm. and, it's a, and it's one of my favorite stretches of the film full training montage and basically they talk about how you activate his power so this is another way where they're trying to make it very accessible to us and this bit works which is how do you activate your powers what's the emotion you connect to and they call it you know, button. Mm. And they find out that uh, Shiva's button is his love for Isha. Okay. And it was basically literally so funny to me that you are admitting that your entire female character exists just so he can feel feelings and throw just fire. She's just an enabler. She's such exactly. a device. And it sucks because they really try, and I mean this in the worst possible way, they really try and force fit her in every important moment in this mm. film to try and give her importance. And it makes it even worse. Mm. Because her character so... So they'll throw in the climax. They'll make her a big part of this. They'll get her to run after the bad guys in this moment and all these things where I'm like, you're really trying to convince me and yourself she's important when because she's so way for thing, you're just giving more screen time to the failure. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it just... The whole love story here just doesn't work and clearly, like you said, they're going to use it in the future film. The thing that really pissed me off in this film and it, it was so obvious and I can't believe they didn't take it is... When this, when she's so way for thin in the first half, I thought one of two things. Big, um, either she's a bad guy because mm. she's so interested in the yeah, world. There is that would have been interesting, mm-hmm. and or she herself is also an astra, or both of them together. Mm. Make, you know, it, it's not the Shiva story; it's Shiva and Isha. Mm. Where even if your character sucks, I, there's something there. It was so obvious, and it, it, they could have used it just to give us some significance in the larger scheme of things, mm-hmm. rather than wear a tank top and cry a lot. Which is it's <laughs> kind of yeah, basically what really ends up happening, and she like. She keeps yelling Shiva every 20 seconds a minute she's on screen and we could joke about the word drinking game but I cannot tell you the extent to which you would be drunk off your face <laughs> every time she says Shiva you take a shot alcohol poisoning it's just uh, and also uh, see I'm all for Bollywood carrying uh, songs in its films because it is like it's so big... the songs didn't work for you? oh no I feel like when they go to Varanasi to meet um, hey what, what? Yeah. I mean, classify what didn't work for you. Did the songs not work? Did their placement in the movie I not work? I think the placement in the movie and at the points at which they have placed them in the film, right? Because suddenly, like, this guy has this vision that he has to go to Varanasi to see... Um, the next the, guy. The next guy, the artist. And they're in Varanasi for a song, which is the Kesariya song. They're in Varanasi for a song? As like, as in, it's, they get there and a song kicks in. Oh, that's So, basically, there are three, three songs in this film. One is the introduction of Shiva. One is the love story. Mm-hmm. And one is the training montage. So, there's only three songs in those okay. three. And Kesariya, like you said, is basically they have to travel to Varanasi for the next step of the adventure. Okay. And they use the travel there okay. as part of the song. It's interesting because for me the songs worked. Yeah, because for me, because what like what happened was you because every time it built up to a point, it stopped because we have to address the Alia Bhatt sized elephant in the room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you're saying even the music, the song placement is an extension of the problem you was mentioning. Yes, you need an excuse to sort. Yeah, of basically because you have to be like okay, we've got Alia Bhatt in this movie, one of India's most premier actresses. We can't have a just show up at like random parts, but they kind of end up doing that and. 
the only like the, if I'm if we green get greenlit for a part two, which I think a part two is. Uh, my understanding situation is if part one makes enough money. Yeah. Uh, so far, it has if carries on its momentum, then there will be a part. Two. Imagine if they don't like want blue balls, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I think there was a point again from what I understand. I think there was a point where it was almost understood there wouldn't be a part two because of how insane the production right. was. You know how the like and beyond a point, it's going to be unviable no matter how much business it does. Exactly, but right now because it's doing so well, mm. I think the sense I get is if it makes Bahubali money, there's a part two. But the right. thing with, with let's say with Bahubali, like I did quite like Bahubali, but I cannot deny the scale of epicness that was yes. in display in that movie. I didn't feel the same for Brahmastra, but I, because and I, it's mostly because I'd say Bahubali, it's just big. Also, it's a it's a mythological epic. Yeah, you are. You're t- with Brahmastra. What my understanding is, you're you're you've taken a mythological narrative, but you're it's a modern setting. That's a leap in itself that you're expecting the audience to make, right? Bahubali or even Pony and Selvan when it's going to come out, it's going to have that scale, surely because of the setting. Setting. So I mean, it's I would say it's a little unfair to no, expect that, that, that of you, uh, Brahmastra. If you have like you, what Prabhas's opening sequence in Bahubali is him carrying the, the shivling through the water. Yeah, I mean that is. Yeah, like it, it sets up your like macho to be like, okay, fine, now we're doing. So honestly, I, I think yeah, I think Bahubali. I'm a, I'm a massive fan. I think that that's some of my favorite movies, uh, part two specifically. But I think um, obviously when you watch a Brahmastra, you you think of the achievements of Bahubali a lot more. The yeah. fact that you didn't have they didn't have the cleanest VFX, but it's not about the cleanest. It's the imagination how you use them. So right. your your uh, avalanche sequence is jarring to watch, but the setup and what you're doing also not once when you're watching Bahubali do you ever think that's taken from that movie that's taken from that movie that's true it is such an Indian masala film that's true Um, so yeah and the other thing I had with this coming back to the songs was um Obviously, uh, Bahubali had a lot of Hindu mythology, iconography, shivling stuff going on. It never felt forced down my throat. Like, there were points in Brahmastra where it is religion porn. I don't know how mm. else to put it. It literally is, like, you know, Hinduism fun. Like, it, mm. it's, it's. So, like, I, I was with it, like, through the first two scenes you see Alia and Ranbir, then he's, he has this place in his house where he prays, but then they make it interesting because, like, he prays to, you know, he, he prays to God, but then he also prays to, like, the, the small things in his life, you know, his mm. mother, things that give him love. It all makes sense. As soon as it hit, Kesaria, the visuals of it, Kesaria is just this Varanasi, like, Saffron. it's full, it's so, Very like, yeah, literally, mm. like, chest thumping, it's so, like, like, Hindu mythology, mm. like, even, like, even during the training montage in the second half of the film, which I, I, I preferred a lot more, even when, after he's training with Amitabh, there's a, a scene of prayer, there's just so much, and it's almost like the very people who have a problem with this film, like guys, like it's yeah. literally made to make you guys exactly. Like, so, like this, that's what. Which is so what I'm saying. Right? A mythological setting, uh, narrative in a modern setting is hard to pull. But you, you, you I, I think you can do it without because there is so much Hindu iconography in this film already, and it's fine. Go, you know, you're doing the Hindu mythology. You, you didn't need the extra layer of oh, let's put the f- movie on hold, and here's like a cool montage of praying and prayer and praying and prayer. You know, like there's no need for that. Like you've got it. It's mm-hmm. like exactly like the dialogues and the accessibility. You've got it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're throwing the extra forty percent, hammering it home, shoving mm-hmm. down my throat is excessive. So, like you mentioned about uh, about it being so heavily focused on Hindu mythology, and it's really funny because we've seen the the controversy that has surrounded this movie for so long yeah. right up to the day of release where people are quite going to boycott this are boycotting that and you'd have like right wing Twitter, Twitter handles holding polls saying would you boycott this movie or not and then on the same thread he talked about how he took his family to watch the film and how much they liked it so it's just um so I don't think anyone has a problem with this movie for how it depicts in the, depicts in the mythology. It's very respectful. 
um, because that's what the big concern was. There was a whole furore about Ranbir wearing shoes into uh, into a temple when it turns out to be just a stage. Yeah, that's just insane. It's also because yeah, because if you look at the entire opening song, uh, like there the, are the DJ parts of it, and there is and then there is like in temple parts of it, and there's like prayer and procession parts of it. So yeah, people are just like they'll go for anything. I mean, the other thing, yeah, it was that, it was something else. So yeah, it's 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 impossible to be. Those are all the idiots who just want to get annoyed before the release. Exactly, like mm-hmm. they tried. But funnily enough, from what I've heard and from what I've seen, so I walked with this movie and I wasn't very happy with it because I was the the love story, but really got to me yeah. in terms of how they kept trying to push it through and and why they kept kept stopping the film. But that's may not that's not the case for a lot of people because uh, whoever else, I think my folks weren't big fans. But my sister thought it was all right. Like I went, yeah. I had friends who've come out and said, "Oh, that was it was nice. It was something new. The VFX was really impressive. Yeah. We haven't seen that in a Bollywood film in some time." And are the elevator operators? <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> that is that, that, that honestly is the right question. Where like, yeah. no, but they're actually you know these are people who've like I mean, well, the point jokes apart, the point being people have different sensibilities. See, because I'd say from 2013 to now. Um, Content has become a lot more accessible, yeah. right? Like a hot stuff or the price point that you end up getting yeah. in that, you have access to everything that Disney has done in the last yeah, sixty yeah. odd years. So, including the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so it's not like these people don't have access to uh, good, like I'd say, streaming uh, superior content. This was not the case when, say, Ravan came out in 2011. Because yeah. when Ravan came nice out, segue to move away from Brahmastra. Yeah, no, I think we'll come back to Brahmastra, but I also yeah. want to talk about, let's say. When Ravan came, Ravan was pitched to be the big superhero yeah. thing because the MCU was taking off by mm. at this time. And yeah, if there ever is like a multiverse where Shah Rukh Khan gets cast as Tony Stark, I'm totally in. <laughs> I, I, you can use Brahmastra as the uh, as the proof of concept. So, but anyway, so Shah Rukh could brought uh, spent a lot of money on the VFX. I think it was 260 crores at the time, or somewhere in that ballpark, which was huge for 2011. Right, who was spending that kind of money? And uh, I haven't really watched it in a while, but the VFX of Rawan still remain like something of a gold standard in it. Yeah, really at that time. So there are, there are certain sequences where you're like, oh, when, when, when CST yeah. has that, uh, blows up, you're just like, okay, that's probably, yeah. uh, they could they drop the ball on that a little bit. But for the most part, the VFX for Rawan yeah. was good. It's just that, again, the story was the problem. So it's disappointing for me because we're fast forwarding, what, 12 years, 11 years later, and, still and we're still talking about the story. Yeah. So, as much as I would love Bollywood to go down the VFX superhero route, uh, I would really like them to go after action-adventure films as a genre. No, I feel as a, it's a stupid business decision, right? If you're willing to spend 200 crores on VFX, just spend one crore more to hire a decent writer. It, it'll cost not even, I, I don't even think they're bad writers to begin with. It's, I think it's just, that's the problem, Brahmas. It's very intentional. Everything you have an issue with in this film is very intentional. So, you know, it, it, this is not Ayan Mukherjee at all. I mean, that, that was my, one of the things that broke my heart about this film, that in terms of just drama, characters, connection, uh, he's he's proven he's so much better than this. He's held, he's dumbed down Ayan Mukherjee. Mm-hmm. He proved himself to be a great blockbuster filmmaker, but he's lost in it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the point is not that I don't think they dropped the ball on the writing. I think they it, it didn't it work. Intentional, so it's very right? intentional. But I, why I really feel Brahmastra works where Rawan doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just as the idea of, basically, it's a whole problem of like, you need an Indian superhero film. Why do you need superhero films? Uh, this is the whole China thing because the whole idea of what what do we want from Hindi cinema, right? So, mm. uh, like for example, in China, Amir Khan is a massive star. Why? Because they love Three Idiots and they love Dangal. Because basically, for us, those human drama stories, fam- dysfunctional family dramas, that is our heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if we want uh, spectacle, we have the MCU. So basically, the whole idea is why why do you try and ape something? You focus on what you're good exactly. at. Exactly. Is that exactly. a good thing? Is that a bad thing? 
I think I think everything should be on the table when you watch a Bahubali and stuff. I think they they nail it in a very different way because mm. that Bahubali is a very Indian film. Exactly. Pramastra, I think worked because again, I love this world. The thing I don't remember Ravan. I remember how I felt about mm. it. I haven't revisited it in a while. Um, Ravan to me was I want to make uh, it's that whole concept of making um, Bollywood movies for uh, Hollywood uh, Bollywood audiences. Uh, making a Hollywood movie for Bollywood audiences who don't watch Hollywood films, you know, yeah. you're literally just trying to ape that. Right. You're not rooting it in anything. The like, perception of what a Hollywood movie would exactly. Be. So if you if you watch Ravan, like none of it was very rooted. It was never never. Mm-hmm. It literally felt like we were trying to make a Hollywood movie. Yeah. I don't. I think Brahmas is successful in that way. Like you can say, yeah, he was trying to. I mean, he will honestly tell you how much he loves the MCU. But the world they've built and how that was one of my favorite. To connect to it as an yeah, Indian. I I really think they did a great job of taking superhero tropes you know mm-hmm. basic origin mm-hmm. story you know the exa- all of that stuff and really molding it so well with hindu mythology mm-hmm. and it felt like a true homegrown epic mm-hmm. which is why if you even i think of a krishna which is again at the time a movie i really didn't mind krishna or ravan or brahmastra brahmastra even if there were elements in those films were wider than this this is the one i'm excited about because i really like this world mm-hmm. And I want to revisit it, mm-hmm. and I didn't feel like that with those. Yeah, I think with Christie also has the same problem. Christie's biggest problem, and I think distractingly so yeah. to this day, is their um, is their brand promotions. Oh, they have a lot of like. Oh, uh, they were just like in terms of the amount of brand promotions that were in that film, because the the MacGuffin in the film is a flare pen. The flare pen. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a I pen. I think it was brand ambassador. For yeah, because flare, Biba, you name it. Every every brand that Rithik or I think Kangana North was in the film had had um, a tie-in win was in the climax of that movie. Uh-huh. McDonald's, uh, no Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut is also in Bang Bang, a place a very big part in Bang Bang. Yeah. But uh, this was a problem for me, like in the early years of early twenty times with Rithik Roshan, because he would push a lot of his like brand promos on films. And it would take you out of it. Krishna again goes for the big. Yeah, we're making a Hollywood movie for Bollywood audiences. Uh, they try and incorporate certain elements that don't really work too well. There are mutants. It's all that stuff. Mute, yeah, it's an interesting one because yeah, that's another film where it's literally like for me, good scenes, bad scenes. This one threw me out. VFX is so jarring where sometimes it really works and it's not good or bad. It's smartly done. Mm-hmm. Other times where that doesn't work. But Krishna, as soon as you mentioned it, the thing I thought of was Rithik is a great example of in that film his intensity. Yeah. When he's fighting, he's fighting for his life. I was when you were mentioning making yeah. that point, the, the name that came to my mind first Rithik. was Rithik. Yeah, he's exactly. Perfect for these. Literally, and he and he does it so well. Where I'm like, you can you can make fun of the VFX, you can make fun of his costume, which I think was great, all that stuff. But I believe when he's fighting yes. to save the city, I believe yes. it. That inherent intensity. That's what I was thinking of. You know, when yes. I was like, do I completely? Am like I we're recording this a few weeks before Vikram Veda, and I have. If you watch the Vikram yeah, Veda trailer, trailer looks yeah, and, and Rithik Roshan is that intensity, and on he's having so much fun. Exactly, and I can't wait. <laughs> I've never been so taken by a, a, a performance by a trailer. Like yeah, he's just exactly. living it. it. And you know, like the the Tamil version itself is so good. Yeah, yeah. Vijay Sethupathi is the yeah. is the thing's not going to match him for performance. No, but, but I think he's going to do his own thing. Yeah, and which is interesting because that's what the makers have done. Like uh, again, you, the art of this stuff is adaptation, right? It's not you're not remaking exactly. and stuff. And if you this Vikram Veda feels different to that. Exactly. It's a lot more Bollywood it's a lot yes. stylish it's a lot sexier that one's a lot more gritty and rooted yes. and it really feels like people who know okay I know I know the Bollywood version of this mm. film and, and I'm glad it's the same film I saw something really funny when Madhavan was promoting it and somebody said sir you should watch the original <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and I was like, wow, okay, this is, this is kind of hilarious. And then, yeah, I really have high hopes for Seth because I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we can already see it like a glimmer of mm. making the character of his own. I really mm-hmm. hope Seth does something similar because that's what Madhavan was I've like. always spoke, spoken about this and Seth's choices in films yeah. are something I absolutely adore. Yeah. Uh, in terms of... He takes risks. He takes, like, he just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Netflix would not like I would say a lot of actors wouldn't have jumped onto the Netflix yeah. bandwagon if it weren't for him Yeah, he'll go to let's say he'll do a cocktail which I distinctly hated when I watched it Yeah, because for me it was Homer Janya and yeah. Seth so my at the time I'm going, going to the movie theater I was like oh yeah this is being Cyrus yeah. the, the true the, the, the crew is coming together it wasn't Yeah, but then a few years later he does Kalakandi which is I'm just like wow yeah. Yeah. no one does like wacky insanity like yeah. he does he, like when he, he goes for big swings yeah. And, and yeah I mean, even Lal Kaptan you may have issues with it but you, I don't yeah. I don't fault uh, yeah. I mean the choice to do it yeah. anyone at his stage still willing to take the risks is, is great I know I mean and they, they both look so good and so sort of well cast in this trailer and in their own ways that I really hope yeah I mean high hopes for this one even, yeah. even with the first Krish I didn't like it as much but even then Hrithik Roshan like was when you saw anyone was coming out of Bollywood at the time that you could have think could have played a superhero yeah. was Hrithik Roshan yeah he I mean honestly there's a lot I really liked about Trish 3 specifically a lot that doesn't work but overall the film does work for me at that time and I really I was convinced I was convinced mm-hmm. of him he added so much to it and and less so and everything around him less so and Brahmastra was probably the exact opposite I feel we, we'll see him in Brahmastra so that comes down to basically the the way Pramastra ends is uh, you know how um, I think uh, Bahubali did this mm-hmm. where basically it ends with a big question about what right. came before right. which right. is basically all about Shiva's lineage mm-hmm. his mother is apparently dead how did she die and his parents his dad is a bad guy Dave is a big bad guy we okay. don't see his face okay. but he's like he's basically the Voldemort and we see his servants you know Muni Roy is one of his servants right. Right. and it, it ends with uh, Dave's back he's now unleashed mm-hmm. he, he's been sort of in, in. he was in a tomb or something mm-hmm. and now he's unleashed we don't see his face so there's a big question of who he'll be mm-hmm. and the big rumour around town is it's going to be Ranveer Ranveer Deepika okay. uh, this no it is Deepika Deepika is the mother Deepika is the mother sorry yeah, but it is confirmed. yeah that we see her for like half a second but mm-hmm. now it's basically is it and there's also a really funny joke something made which I can't get out of my head that after playing a man child for so many films and Ranveer basically in films where he's treating Deepika like his mom <laughs> now she's actually his mom but uh, oh, yes this is a great movie for Ranveer's ex yeah, like after saying, I was going to say some. I somebody I saw this mention on Instagram, and it never clicked in my head. But like, is that are they just taking? <laughs> no, the, I was watching the movie, and when Chikni Sari Chaveri started playing, I'm like, surely this is tongue in cheek. But like, it is. They are just taking takes, right? Yeah, like this is surely tongue in cheek because like Puranbir is dancing to it, and I'm like, okay, this is. And, and then Alia walks in, and she kicks off as well. I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, I mean they have a movie together, right? Gile Zara, which is yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, that's true. So you you don't know uh, what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah, but yeah, as long as Okay with it. And then so basically Brahmastra is a trilogy of Ranbir's ex. <laughs> and then suddenly like the mother shows up again. The Astra verse, it's the Ranbir verse. <laughs> the X verse. The X verse, yeah. yeah. No, but so um like even if you go back let's say uh, older than that in terms of superhero films right I, you can go to like a oh my god you want to talk about Ajuba aren't you let's quickly talk about Ajuba <laughs> really, really I get the sense you want to talk about Ajuba that's, that's uh, just the sense I'm getting I mean this whole episode was just an excuse for okay, me to talk about so that about was the Ajuba. intro <laughs> I, Ajuba is like I mean it's 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 very systematic of its time it's, it's like very symbolic of its time it was like 1990 or something this is old Amitabh Bachchan yes this is where Amitabh Bachchan is at that crossroads in his career yeah very yeah, and then there's like a dolphin, and the so, I haven't seen the film in ages. Does it hold up at all? <laughs> I, I highly doubt it. Not doubt. I mean, you can catch it on streaming if you want. It's on, I think it's on Voot or something. It's an insane star cast. I mean, like, I'm not gonna lie. I think it's Shami Kapoor is in this. 
When I think of Mr. India, like just think of the character, think of the kids and all that stuff. It feels very Indian, even more gambo. It's because they started doing the whole sort of larger than life campy villains yes, things with yes, their yes, And we're yes. like, oh, hold my beer. Like we, <laughs> we got this. So it's the, like you've cast, uh, what you said, you've, you've cast Amish Puri as Mola Ram in Temple of Doom. Yeah. It's funny, I'm not the most iconic actor he played in the yeah. 80s. <laughs> because if you want to do that really colorful theatrical yeah, melodrama, yeah. like that's, that's we've got. So it's almost, it, it still feels very Indian. True, true. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that really is. And it's also, I mean, it's a superhero film which doesn't like, feel like a superhero film. When you watch it, you're like, okay, it just happens to have Exactly. It it's it doesn't shove the superheroism so to speak yeah. down your throat. Yeah. I mean, and I, it's always a, a really fun rewatch, right? I think yes. Sri Devi is absolutely it's amazing. Kaushik for me is the reason I watched the movie on on repeat. Calendar is one of my favorite characters from Bollywood. I, I still know. remember how I felt. I think I was in the theater. I still remember when the when the bomb goes off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was just about to talk about that. Yeah, I was like, right. like yeah. no. Isn't interesting. So, okay, one second. This is a superhero film. At that time, there's no PG, there's no whatever. So, yeah. you, they actually can do very scary stuff in kids' films. Mm. But then this happens, which is actually brings us back to Brahmastra. Because in Brahmastra, which again is a very PG Marvel film, mm. there's a moment. There is a moment where, without telling you who, a young child dies, which we now don't know who when you watch it, but they kill a kid, right? The bad oh. guy kills a kid. Mm. And it's like a very. And it's a kid you love. And I was like, what do we, we just jumped, like, yeah. mature territory. Like, it was, it's a brave decision. Mm-hmm. Like, so they, I was watching the movie and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, they, they mean business. It's like, nice they went there. Yeah. This, is, this is dark. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and prop, I mean, okay, fine. Yeah, and it, I mean, just when you said Mr. India, I was like, you never know, like, maybe it isn't how much of that because they, they, they go there. They go, and so, when, when, I remember that happening because the kid has a moment and then they suddenly, like, he he's, he's gone and then that serves as another anchoring point for Anvil because... <laughs> the characters as such <laughs> but uh, but no sorry yeah, Miss India really is one of the and also uh, the thing is, is there's another movie from the 2008s which I absolutely hate and I'm probably responsible for some of it no 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 that's not, that's not a superior movie that's just a time travel fiasco that does the female character better I think the female character is more like Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, in that movie <laughs> and I know I'm like a, the words have covered my mouth and what the words that will follow are going to be an extreme mishmash of uh, <laughs> of words but I'm talking about 2008's Drona <laughs> which is, <And> yeah. <laughs> which where Priyanka Chopra basically plays like the person the person who helps him realize his destiny because Abhishek saw Ajuba and I said I want one we have Ajuba at home yeah. <laughs> like I want one for my career but uh, dude Aj- Drona was was a mishit of massive proportions like everything that you because it came out in 2008 and this was the year when it was cool to like do Heath Ledger knockoffs <laughs> so KK Menon really goes for the Heath Ledger knockoff 
I keep saying Gustaki buff Japan up and tries to go this whole joker out why like why it's such a complicated it's like this whole thing it's a very straightforward film man like there are dudes searching for immortality people need to stop them Now, if you made that an indie, but dude, searching, let him live. No, what is <laughs> but again, it's what a weird way of saying let him live his life. It's just life. Yeah, and he wants to live forever. No, I'm all for like people. So like, glad you're not a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for people like. Oh boy. yeah, we've had that conversation. Like, remember the Spider-Man movie? I was like, if I were, if I had Spider-Man powers, I would constantly just do crime. Like so much easier. <laughs> Which is what the boys really alludes to. Yeah. Right? Like the boys does that really well. It's like superheroes are in. <laughs> Will not be like these pristine Hindus yeah. of hope. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be assholes. Yeah. Exactly, like this power, <laughs> absolute power corrupts. Yeah. And that's what the boys. This season three does so well for me. It's insane. Um, but Drona was that that one big massive mishit. But in spite of all of that shit, the premature black actor really stood out. So it is really disappointing that you fast forward fourteen years later and Ali Abbas is falling off things and only serving as dressing to. um further push the plot for the main character mm. there was somebody recently who told me something interesting about uh, i mean it doesn't defend shit but basically what what he said was because bramaster was been in, in the making for the last 10 years um it, it's aged badly basically uh basically trying to say that if this movie had come out 5 years ago mm. we would have all sort of been more tolerant okay, of alia bhat's character because it was before she became alia bhat mm-hmm. i mean the fact is coming out the same year as gangubai is just thing yeah. but i still don't agree i think it's still i mean the fact is yes fine there are other actresses who've made a career out of having to play those roles because they have no choice but yeah i mean i still think that it would have been slightly less jarring but still jarring yeah so like, it kind of disappointed me because there are a lot of things that happened in this movie that has been happening in bollywood super movies for a very long time and it's yeah. gone unchanged the world building is fascinating i am i'd like to know more because my thing with films whenever a movie takes big swings I appreciate the fact that it took big swings because it's trying to change the the, the norm, right? It's mm-hmm. like it's going out of its way. It may not always work for some, but it tried, and which is good enough for me to go watch check out a film. We've spoken about this. I think we uh, we spoke about this with I think Multiverse of Madness, a movie which you didn't like. I mean, I I was not a fan either. Yeah, yeah, but I liked Multiverse of Madness because of that that second half where it just like yeah, that, just too much happening. Exactly, and I don't like the Samuel. The Samuel Samuel Samuel. Where he just where I was like, okay, this is not. A, I mean, he must have turned to Kevin Feige and said, okay, give me the boundaries, and I will do yeah do the water. I'll be as Sam Remy as I can within the bo- within the boundaries, right? And then like there were kids crying in my screening. So, yeah. which I think achieved what he really wanted to go for because they came out and they were throwing away their Wonder Vision, their Wonder Maxim of toys. <laughs> As the samurai must have been like clapping his hands with glee, being like, "Yes!" But it, it it wasn't perfect, and I'd say there are parts of the film where it's just like, "Okay, this this is a bit much." But it took that swing, yeah. Which is why I, I, I there was I'm, there was definitely some imagination, exactly. Yeah. And so when you put a lot of imagination a lot and and just decide to do something off the beaten track, even though this film kind of. <laughs> Brahmaster plays to the the cliches of the superhero genre. Yeah. To an a whole to an audience that has grown up primarily on the films we just discussed. This is a step in the right in the new direction. I didn't like this. I hope things get better. I yeah. hope they take the criticisms on board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if this movie makes money, they come back with a part two where. It's a more streamlined, cleaner version. I mean, this I movie has no business being two hours forty minutes long. True. Uh, I also, I mean, but I, the one thing I, I actually wanted to say, Madhavi, which I couldn't was just in the interest of hope. Uh, if you take both KGF and Bahubali, I, there's a lot I liked about the first parts and a lot I really disliked, mm-hmm. and the second parts of both films blew me away. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot to be said for. I think Bahubali did this wonderfully. Of made a film, some things worked, some things didn't. 
VFX is a great example and I really and very rarely do you get the sense of a group of people sitting around the table saying okay let's see what didn't work mm. and let's let's do it better mm. and they did mm. like the VFX are part two so much better mm. um, so uh, yeah th- there's been proven to be parts where people can take stock of it and hopefully I hope there's a good it. strong feedback loop in yeah, place yeah where it's just like okay let's I think uh, the success of RRR will really play a pivotal moment in terms of um, how Bollywood approaches its huge massive projects True. I mean, I, actually, this is all Bahubali. Bahubali changed the industry completely. Yeah, I've mean, been making sure. knockoffs ever since. But I, I, I think, come back to your earlier point, basically, what should we make Indian superhero films at all? Do people even want them and what should they be? Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, if you're trying to make the Hollywood film here, it just doesn't make sense as accessibility increases as, you know, you know, Marvel is releasing their films. Like, you can watch Doctor Strange in Tamil. It's insane. Course, so, yeah. And they're really doing that I pretty well. That, no. uh, you should. You should. So, so uh, I think Vijay Sethupati was somebody in some film. Anyway, oh, no. actually was. But so the point is that if you're trying to do that, we have that covered. But if you're going to make it homegrown, do it in a way that it has to be done here. So Brahmastra mm-hmm. at its best felt like that. Bahubali is a great example of it. It, it. it could only be made here. It's such a sort of Indian fantasy. I think there's a, a time for me to break break out my thesis. Okay, please. So let me tell you my view of why Indian superhero movies, if, if we were to, if we have to make them successfully, need to be, or will end up being more in the mold of, like you said, Bahubali, because that's what works. So, okay, so bear with me, right? Yeah. I'm going to start this thesis all the way with. So, there's this paper that this behavioral scientist called. Wait, let me quickly look his name up. I had to. This is already more work. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's this behavioral scientist called Thomas Tannen, uh-huh. who came up with this theory that there are two types of civilizations and uh, the way uh, societies work. Uh, are influenced a lot by the sort of crops that they grow, mm-hmm. right? So, a part, big parts of Asia and especially India are rice-growing countries. Have historically been rice-growing economies, while your your Eurasian, steppe, Europe, etc., were uh, were grain, wheat-growing economies. Now, how rice is grown is it's a lot of labor-intensive work. It doesn't grow on its own. You need to maintain water levels. So it's a it's a lot of community-driven work. Mm-hmm. While in wheat-growing economy, wheat is easy to grow. Okay. You have individual homesteads. People, you know, farm their own shit. You don't really have to help each other out. And that, according to Thomas Stalin, is, is a big factor as to why a lot of Asian economy, uh, cultures are very collectivist, are very community-driven cultures. Okay. Which is why family is a big thing in, mm-hmm. in Asian cultures. Even after, Indian, yeah. yeah. And, and in fact, uh, his point, his logical conclusion to this was why capitalism grew in uh, areas which were grain growing because capitalism fundamentally at the heart of it is individualistic okay it it doesn't take into account the larger good mm-hmm. while socialism for all its evils or whatever or rather i would say collectivism is a, is a thought process that has existed in, in, in you know in asian that culture. takes a group into account yeah yeah that takes a group into account so there's that aspect right so one is culturally we are not uh, we are not geared to celebrate individuals in that sense the only exception to this rule is when when you have a king or somebody in your stories mm-hmm. uh, who is seen as the guy uh, as the head of this collectivist collectivist whatever this group so even if you see a lot of the the uh, comics that we've had in india like vikram betal akbar mm-hmm. birbal mm-hmm. you know it usually it, it, it's a group and it has if if there's an individual that's standing out it's usually a regal figure it's a king or it's a a prince or something like that uh, so while there are enough and more 
फैंटेसी एलिमेंट इंडिया हैज नेवर लैक्ट फॉर फैंटेसी स्टोरी टेलिंग movies or stories in the form that we know or in the form that USA uh, sort of produces celebrates individual individuals who overcome like these are these are not they are not born into privilege yeah. these are people who might stumble into privilege or whatever something happens mm-hmm. then they gain powers or in the case of okay batman is is a bad example but yeah. his abilities is something he's learned mm-hmm. it's not something that was bestowed upon him so in a way the superhero narratives that come from the west are also a proxy for capitalism because the dream that capitalism sells you is you can overcome your current situation mm-hmm. and reach for something that's beyond your grasp yeah which is also the sort of dream that superhero movies sell so mm-hmm. you can see a clear connection between why these sort of superhero narratives there's one unless i'm misunderstanding there's one sort of small uh, issue with that their superheroes mm-hmm. at their biggest could never come close to our star culture our entire cinema is based on glorifying individuals exactly so that is uh, the one exception that i was coming to it is it is ironical that in the sphere of movie making we have the star culture and we have a protagonist in in you know the run of the mill movies where guy likes girl and mm-hmm. they have to overcome a bunch of shit is is in a way in in a sense superhero like our protagonists all are almost superheroesque which is yeah. another reason a lot of people say that superhero films never caught on in india because our superstars already are that on screen level if you on an international perspective right if you look at tom cruise um so he did a so he did an announcement for an extended look at dead reckoning the new mission impossible film mm-hmm. and he does it while standing on an airplane in mid air yeah yeah and that's not even the most bizarre thing the most bizarre thing is when he cuts it when it ends he says see you at the movies he's on a, on an airplane standing and chris mccord the director is in, is on a, another airplane and both planes turn to the side as it dips down and he's still standing so and like so you tom cruise himself is the superior the larger than life character because of the sheer absurdity that he's putting himself through right yeah he did one franchise film which was what the mummy yeah. and that tanked yeah. oh, by the way it's a great time to go stream 1999's mummy <laughs> one of my favorite i love it yeah. yeah brendan fraser is everywhere right now for the whale but go check it out and i would akin the same thing would would happen to like um let's say suppose shahrukh khan plays a superhero mm-hmm. like he played play rawan yeah rawan is not a bigger star than shahrukh khan yeah and that is the problem also what is a superhero like when you watch rrr mm-hmm. uh one guy starts the film by uh, beating up about 600 people the yeah. other one starts with wrestling a tiger when we are watching it no part of us is surprised because we're like yeah hero yeah. hero does this mm-hmm. that's basically what you know like doing insane things that's basically it's, it's so the the uh, in bahubali both father and son are super strong super super whatever yeah so they are they already enhanced human beings fair enough yeah. fair enough but in terms so i'm i'm not coming to the way the the way we as an audience treat our stars yeah. but in terms of the just the narratives that yeah. work for us so coming back to the way uh, sorry coming back to what works in india like i said now given the sort of cultural uh, inputs we've had over say millennia right yeah. uh, what works for us is regal setting where family values yeah. uh, are really at the crux of what 
drives what motivates character decisions uh, so you see bahubali ticks a lot of those boxes yeah, yeah. which is why when you have um, something set in that sort of universe and again i have great hopes from from whatever i've seen of pony and selvan so far i have great hopes because for me that's the sort of again they're not making a superhero movie but that's the sort of That's film. horrific. Exactly. That's that, sort of that narrative that will run with us. That's the gateway to superhero films. Right? Exactly. Yeah. But another distinction which I was actually thinking about before, which I think adds to your point, which is I, I keep thinking about uh, the the guy you met in the elevator, right? Because yeah. that's basically who these films are being made for. Basically, they're trying to appeal to us and him. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a big distinction to be made about us superhero films trying to make them when we are sort of true to our roots when we're trying to hit the west i think a lot of it is to do with the sci-fi versus fantasy thing right so mm-hmm. i think sci-fi specifically is a zone which is very very hollywoodish yes. and it's us aping them right so when you see ravan when you see krish when you see pens and cities and magic and all that mm-hmm. stuff i do wonder whether i mean for us we have all that grounding for people who are less exposed to those stories yes. does it just feel like i don't want an indian star wars yes i but, don't think sci-fi works in india yeah but when you do when you hit the fantasy thing because of everything you said because of the legacy we have when you that's why bahubali works that's why what works in brahmastra works so well when you really hit because the mythology thing we have such a rich thing where you know somebody on the road would even would already is so inclined towards those stories and i think that is a distinction in terms of how you make a great indian fantasy superhero film i think that distinction can that could be a big one because yeah when you're making these out and out sci-fi films you know you are going to when you go to the, that world and that concepts and you know like christy has mutants and if there's cloning yeah. and all that kind of stuff uh yeah I, like i would like a good indian sci-fi horror film i think indian horror especially with what happened with tumbad i was like okay fine we're here for a new yeah, yeah. um like a new era of tumbad the mythology of oh man and it's set like even if you keep the horror element aside the, the way yeah. they've crafted the mythology is so rooted in indian culture yeah, and just and it you you don't you need a second to mind exactly it. and then you realize very quickly that this movie's central theme is greed and how greed corrupts right and greed destroys families yeah. and it doesn't hit you on the head and say oh like okay greed is bad uh, it kind of You, you, anyone, or anyone from any walk of life, sit, will sit and watch the film and go, "Okay, I get what this film is trying to say." But in defense of Brahmastra and as a massive fan of Tumbad, you, it's also quite clear why Tumbad would never do the numbers. Forget the stars and the cast, yeah, of course, yeah, because it is such a mature layered film. Yeah. So there is, it's, it's such a tough balance to try to. Because you have to like, you want to appeal to it. It's not broad based. Exactly, course, yeah. you have to make it accessible, and I think that's where so many of these films mess up. It's really hard to find that. And I was actually just thinking of, you know, when we see no sci-fi at all, but you know, technically, Mister India is sci-fi. Then you think of. Um, It, then I think of Koi Mil Gaya, which again we made our ET, and I think it was wonderful, like as a kids' film. In fact, that's another point I wanted to make. I I don't understand why Indians haven't embraced aliens as a concept in movies more. Yes, yeah. because again, going back to the cultural input, we've had a history of astronomy. It's yeah. not that true. That leap is not hard for us to make. Yeah, so, but for some reason, it's not explored as much as it could have been or should have been. Like I don't want like an alien style, like aliens or Independence Day. You know, the, the big budget, massive. Our yeah. own take, good or bad. So Give it a shot. So a few years ago, PK very interesting. PK, PK I mean, yeah. flawed movie, whatever. But good very that he went there. Yeah, yeah. very good interesting. I quite, there. I quite, I mean, uh, things about the movie I don't like. Uh, but I still think it's an insanely brave film. It's yeah, a very, very brave, brave film. film, and it's also sad that film came out five years ago and you could not make it today. 
Well, I think ஒருத்தாங்க <laughs> Oh, the, we have to forgive the story. But yeah. we as an audience, what really hooks you is that no matter what, even the VFX is shit. Like, Bhavesh Joshi is another film that we've completely bypassed. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk about it. I was yeah. going to, like, shoe on it at yeah, some point. It's, it's like the most cliched uh, superhero movie, but it, I liked it. It's really nice. And there's some very interesting things about that movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's, again, it's and a very grounded ground story. is a politician who's a bad guy. There's, yes. Yeah, it's, so it's just like, you know, it's... The other uh, elements of the story that they've chosen are something very easily relatable to us so corrupt politician okay we get it also it's a fact of life for us it's, it's sort of what the bat- Batman Begins tried to do and there's some things that I remember watching Bhavesh Joshi and so much of it doesn't work I really I'm, also there's something very heartbreaking about so much of these films you want to celebrate but you can only celebrate in parts like yeah. I wish I could love Pramastra wholeheartedly I wish I could love mm-hmm. Bhavesh Joshi but no so th- that whole idea of you tomorrow if you were put in this these set of circumstances what would us the average person yes. there's something that there's a soul in that film about the common guy trying to do insane things to fight corruption that works very it's interesting it's a learn it's nothing's bestowed upon yeah. him there's no superpower nothing he just it's like application hard work yeah. he just he, learns he fumbles he falls on his ass yeah. and there's something so doable believable yes. you know about it where like, like it's ground like it's yeah, really harsh for them could act better though <laughs> i mean i mean i think uh, vikramaditya modwan has even said in the past not that he's criticized him maybe he probably wants to explain but he said that i know the reason that film didn't work is because people didn't like my hero that's how mm. he phrased it and he's right mm-hmm. yeah, he so was uh, but there's another film that also i mean it's not a superhero film it's this the medical condition plays a big part in it which is mart ko dard nahi hota interesting yeah yeah yes. which is yeah. if you can think of it as a superhero film you know it is it is, it is. Yeah. and it's an amazing very quirky funny yeah. spin yeah. Yeah. i i like it like, so, so there are definitely like the you see scraps yeah that's kind of the thing with there are def- if you look over the last 10 years you're like okay there is we're building up to superhero model yeah. i think what brahmastra really does is for the first time somebody is willing somebody has been willing to put actual money, money. Exactly. it's not a netflix movie it's yeah. i mean nothing against netflix as a platform but it's not an ott movie it's like honest to god we're releasing it in like also, thousands that's, of theaters that's the problem right it's it's sort of what bahubali did so well even though it's an example of a great thing that inspired a lot of crap but it's basically the idea of um what do you do do you exist in the current you are told these are the genres that work you know playing this ball mm-hmm. what do you say i'm going to change the ball mm-hmm. park but a change of ball park you need a big swing it's big risk and now you if things keep going and in a week from now the, you know promises and i think it will be i think it has changed the game i think it has shifted the landscape i think it has opened those ideas that people do want to see this people are flocking to the theaters for it and you send a message i think message. yeah i think it could it may not be a perfect film yeah far from it in my opinion but, but it's a good foot in the door it's clunky but there's promise there whereas this very interesting point in bollywood or just in indian cinema 
where cultures are meshing where like i've mentioned indian yeah. industries are meshing look at rrr rrr i mean we have we spoken about it in passing rrr went out of theaters in the us became so successful on netflix they brought it back yeah. for screenings and people have lost their minds yeah. like mainstream youtube reviewers who i follow i open up my youtube one day and i see reviews for rrr in there which is no indian film in our lifetime has ever had that impact exactly yeah in amongst white people yeah exactly yeah. like they love it right and so it's a very interesting juncture for indian cinema at this point and you, and brahmasa may just be one of those stepping stones for bigger better mm. superhero projects mm. to come it takes impressive swings uh, it it does not i do not forgive its misgivings with the yeah. because it refuses to drop like a try interested trope which it really doesn't need in this film it yeah. just feels more like added fodder to give uh one of the lead lead actors in this film something to do which is not much and it kind of gives the marketing vehicle something to work with because in a film so heavily derided for before it even came out uh they were like okay we want to push the, the ranbir alia piece where alia is like you know everyone knows ranbir's reputation is literally the best yeah in in social media circles because of the way like people perceive their relationship So Ali has the one person that a lot of people gravitate to. She's the nation's darling. So in spite of the like you know the butt family that she doesn't end up coming from, she's had a great year. Yeah. So people will flock to movie theaters to go see her. Um, I am all if if they announce a, a Shahrukh Khan prequel to Brahmastra, yes. yes, I'm in the movie theater <laughs> for it. Yeah. I I make no bones about it. Like I think um, that's that's a movie I'd be very interested in watching. Didn't quite like. Didn't actually didn't quite like this at all. But um, the future is promising. We'll see what happens. Would based on this conversation, would you now want to watch from Astra? Definitely. In fact, uh, so my thoughts on the whole conversation today. I feel. Ramasa is a great start. Like yeah. we mentioned, the the fact that now because of this movie, what this movie will do is open the doors. You will have. Uh, you will have. producers you will have distributors who will be willing to take a chance on the indian superhero movie that said what subsequent superhero movies should do like sachin said there probably be five shitty uh, of course not masters of drama yeah ideally what those guys should do is take what's good uh, in drama so the fact that now vfx uh, can be better uh, the fact that you have audiences which are through ott exposed to yeah. um, international superhero movies as well so don't dump it down uh, to the learn from the mistakes of brahmastra do what's do what brahmastra has done right and most importantly contextualize and understand your audience and contextualize it to sensibilities that you don't you don't need the audience to make too many leaps to do yeah mm-hmm. as long as you do that i think this indian superhero movies have a great future in india and brahmastra really opened the door and yes after this whole conversation at the very least i don't know if i'll go to theaters and watch it can have to try big year to watch in theaters i will i will i, I think, think i get a 10% sense. cut of all <laughs> i should we should have established that at the just before we started the podcast <laughs> and i'll mention my dad produced it <laughs> <laughs> no uh But yeah, I have convinced Rohit to watch Mubarak also. I think he's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the bar is low. <laughs> But thoughts, Sachin? Uh, no, for me, yeah, it's exactly what you guys said. Uh, for me, I think the only two things are uh, the idea of the Indian superhero film going forward. I would really want films that focus on the Indian part of Indian superhero, make something that you can only make here, something that feels really rooted to us. It's not you're trying to ape the West in any way because you're never going to win on that. 
Um, and the other thing is, um, I know it's very, very difficult to do to find the sweet spot where you get, you appeal to sort of the, the guy in the lift as much as you do for, you know, uh, audiences more exposed to other kinds of cinema. But um, if you're going to put 10 years into making something, yeah. you know, I, there's no excuse. Absolutely mm-hmm. is no excuse. And, you know, you can always feel films which are near misses. They really tried. They struggled with the accessibility versus Brahmas. I didn't feel that struggle at all. They really mm-hmm. were just so shit scared. Uh, so I yeah, just put put it into the, the writing and the characters. You know, really just don't just make it about empty spectacle. Don't make it. I really wish I didn't have to sit here and chew it because exactly like we had the same experience with Brahmastan. Mm-hmm. It forces you to make a calculation about how you feel about the things you like yeah. versus how to feel about the things you didn't. And it's it's sad. And so yeah, yeah I, I really just want them to put the effort in the story and the characters. It's not that simple. What not that complicated? You know, just put so much effort on paper that everything you add on top. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what we're talking about Game of Thrones. When you see a dragon, make the sh- make the film so good that the dragon is incidental. Yeah, I mean, but, that's the end. Yeah, the dragon is... The dragons came so much later, right? Game of Thrones was always about the story. Exactly. It's two people in the room, you know, great drama. That, that, that to me is a triumph of Bahubali too. The action, the spectacle is all secondary. It was the drama that completely sort of swung me. Yeah, so those are our thoughts on Brahmastra. Generally, the Indian superhero landscape um, over the last few years. So if you have watched the film, please do let us know uh, what you thought of it. If you haven't watched it and if you're still here somehow, um, maybe and you didn't want to watch it at the start of the episode, but now you still want to watch it. So Chin's done his job. He's getting an extra commission. <laughs> but generally, like, go support films that take swings. I would, I would always maintain that you may not, don't have to like a movie, but you have to watch it to not like it. Yeah. Like, don't go in preconceived notions and like... I'd also add that there was everything physically possible going against this film there were course, idiots yeah. there were politicians there was Twitter there was boycotts there was bad press of 11 years mm. if despite all of that there's people have been thronging to theatres the way they have there's something there. there's, there's, some, something, there's here. something here that people that is that is original yeah. and, or rather because it makes a clunky superhero but it makes a superhero film that is unique to Indian culture yeah and there's something just wonderful about like you can pull me down as much as you want a great story is a great story and people are going to turn up for it yeah Mm. so I'm excited to see where things go Uh, exciting time generally for Indian cinema that's us Sachin thank you for coming on this has been a lot of fun thank you we'd love to have you on for people no no be cool yeah yeah so if you're like in the city please this is (laughs) by the next time you probably come in we might have we we won't have a studio but we might have better mics talk about Vikram Veda yeah yes Vikram Veda for sure Uh, we we can always set things up uh, even if you're in Bombay yeah yeah sounds good so yeah thank you for coming this has been been wonderful Uh, as per usual Yes, I think we'll, that's it from yes, us. Yeah, we'll see you on the next episode, everyone. Take care. Bye bye. So they opened their big mouths and out came talk. Talk, talk. <laughs>